0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Steve Spaulding, and this is another episode of Steve Reed's Stories. Tonight, we'll be looking at The Singing Sword, an Eastern European folktale brought to us from Estonia via Brooklyn. It was written in 1928 by Francis Jenkins Olcott, who was born in Paris and later moved to New York to become an assistant librarian at the Brooklyn Public Library. She left that position to head up the first children's department at the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh, returning to New York in 1911 to write children's books, including "Wonder Tales from Baltic Wizards, where we find this piece. The Singing Sword is a brilliantly energetic tale, opening with a breathless description of our hero, the giant Calvide, and his titular weapon. It goes on to describe how he loses the sword first at the hands of a crafty wizard, and then more permanently to a water nymph. Honestly, it's been a while since I've had this much fun with a reed. The Singing Sword is a fast-paced story about giants, wizards, magic, and the beauty of nymphs. I hope you enjoy. Weird, 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 ever weird. Listen to Sarvik of the woolly white hair and lolling red tongue. In the ancient days of wizards and witches, there lived, in Estonia, a giant hero named Kalvid. His back was like an oak, his shoulders were gnarled and knotted, his arms like thick trees, his fingers spreading like branches, and his fingernails as tough as boxwood. As for his huge sword, he could whirl it around like a fiery wheel, it whistled through the air like a tempest. When he struck downward, its keen edge was as lightning, a splendid sword worthy of a great hero. It was wrought with the aid of powerful charms and tempered in seven different waters. And for the sword, he had paid a hero's price. Four pairs of good pack horses, twenty milchkine, ten pairs of yoke oxen, and wheat, barley, rye, bracelets, gold coins, silver brooches, the third of a kingdom, and the dowries of three maidens. Now it once chanced that Calvide, with a load of heavy planks on his back, was traveling over the land. He reached the margin of Lake Pippis. Without waiting for a boat, he plunged into the water to his middle and strode across to the other shore. On the other shore, an evil wizard was hiding in the bushes. He saw the giant Calvied drawing nearer, looking huger and huger at each stride. The wizard swelled his bristly body, bristly as a wild boar, stretched his wide mouth and blinked his small, upturned eyes, and muttered, a spell instantly a storm wind swept over lake pippis but calvid laughed a loud laugh at the wind and said to the lake you miserable little puddle you are a wetting belt then he stepped on land and laid down his burden of planks and trimmed off their edges with his sword after which he stretched himself out to rest The evil wizard saw the gleam of the sharp sword and determined to steal it. So he slunk deeper into the forest to wait. Calvide refreshed himself with bread and milk from his wallet, loosened his belt, laid his sword by his side, and soon fell asleep. Presently the ground shook with his snoring, the billows of the lake arose, and the forest echoed his snores. Then the wizard stole softly from the forest, and like a cat crept up to the sleeping giant. He began to mutter magic spells and call the sword to leave its master's side, but it would not move. Then he uttered stronger and stronger spells. He scattered rowan leaves, thyme, fern, and other magic herbs over the sword. At last it moved and turned itself toward the wizard. He grasped it in his arms, but its weight almost bore him to the ground. He struggled painfully along, step by step, dragging the sword. By and by he reached a stream and jumped over it. Splash! The sword slipped from his arms and sank into the stream in its deepest place. Then the wizard began his magic spells again and sang and muttered, and sang again, but the sword would not return. Day dawned, and the wizard fled into the forest. When Calvide awoke, he rubbed the sleep out of his eyes with his huge fists. He felt for his sword, but it was not there. He saw the marks where the wizard had dragged the sword along, so Calvide rose up and followed them. And as he went along, he called on his sword to come back to its brother. He begged it to return, but there was no answer. Then he sang magic spells, but there was no reply. When he reached the stream, he saw the sword gleaming at the bottom of the water. Then Calvid cried out to the sword, asking who had stolen it and sunk it in the stream. And the sword sang in reply that the wizard had taken it and that it had slipped from his grasp and fallen into the water. And now, sang the sword, I lie in the arms of the most beautiful of all water nymphs. And does my sword, sang Calvid, prefer the arms of a beautiful water nymph to the grasp of a hero in battle? But the sword refused to return, and Calvide began his incantations. He sang and sang, and he laid it on the sword, that if any heroes came to the stream, it must answer them, and if a singer came, it must sing, and if a giant hero came as great as Calvid, it must rise up and be his sword, but if the evil wizard came, it must cut off both his legs. Then Calvid took up his load of planks and went on his way and where a waterfall came foaming over the high rocks, the three sons of the wizard met him. Two of them carried long whips with a big millstone fastened to each lash. There, in deadly combat, Calvid overcame the three sons of the wizard. Then he passed on. Coming to a swamp, he felt tired, laid down his planks, and stretched himself out to sleep. And while he slept... The evil wizard crept to his side, and with spells and incantations, threw him into a magic slumber. And Calvide dreamed of a better sword than the first one, a sword forged in the workshop of Ilmarinen, Finland's wizard, forged in that wondrous workshop in the interior of a great mountain at the middle point of the earth. Seven strong smiths wrought it with seven copper hammers. And Ilmarinin, Finland's wizard, watched every stroke of every hammer. And so Kalveid dreamed on before he set out on other and greater adventures. Many were his strange adventures. Many witches he outwitted. Many wizards fought and conquered. Kalveid, fair Eastland's hero. Steve Reed's Stories is produced by me, Steve Spaulding. If you like what you heard, take a moment to rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. You can follow me on Twitter at SBSpaulding, And learn more about my other projects at thecoldstorage.com. Thanks for all the support, and I hope you'll join me again next time.